0: Hey y'all, tonight's episode is about the taxicab killer. I'm going to apologize in advance for sounding so crappy. You may not be able to notice the difference in my voice, but I do and those around me do. I've been sick with a cold for the last week and a half and it's affecting my voice and making it sound crappy. Hopefully when I do the next episode I'll sound better. Well anyway... Paul DeRusso was born in Beaumont, Texas. In 1970, he moved in with his mother's family in Los Angeles, California, after his father, who was not married to his mother, deserted them. Little else is known publicly about DeRusso's childhood. After graduating high school, 19-year-old DeRusso found himself working as a security guard. His first offenses as an adult took place on December 18th, 1991, and January 21st, 1992, for carrying a concealed firearm. In November 1992, DeRusso enlisted in the United States Army and was stationed in Germany, where he met Nataka, who would later become his wife. The two married in 1995 in Las Vegas. In 1996, the couple were transferred to Fort Benning, Georgia, where on March 13th, 1997, Deruso was arrested for kidnapping and raping a young woman. However, in August of that year, he was cleared of those charges. Soon after that, he was found in possession of stolen goods. He was court-martialed in January 1999, found guilty and dishonorably discharged from the Army. DeRusso and his wife moved to Jacksonville, Florida, where they had two daughters. It was during this period that he committed most of the murders. DeRusso struggled to keep jobs to make ends meet, and the couple would often argue over their financial situation. In 1999, the police advised DeRusso's wife on how to file a restraining order after he allegedly slapped her in the face and grabbed her by the neck. Later, she testified that he became violently angry when she talked about getting a divorce. I understand um, mentioning divorce or breaking up with somebody wouldn't be a pleasant situation for the person you're wanting to divorce or break up with. But you got to use your words, not your hands. In September and October of 2001, DeRusso spent 48 days in jail for domestic battery. DeRusso still managed to hold various legitimate jobs. In 2001, he was hired as a bus driver and an animal control worker, despite being a convicted felon. By 2003, he was working as a taxi driver for the Gator City Taxi Company, which was how he first came into into contact with some of his victims. It was erroneously reported that the taxi company failed to run a background check on Jeruso. The city of Jacksonville was responsible for the background check and and issued DeRusso's taxi driver permit. Neighbors and friends described DeRusso as a lewd womanizer who often asked young women when they planned to make flicks with him. That's totally gross. A witness recalled DeRusso hitting on a girl that appeared to be around 13 or 14 years old. As if, would you like to make flicks with me isn't bad enough. Less than one month after the acquittal over the rape charges, the nude body of 26-year-old Tracy Habersham was found on September 7, 1997, in Fort Benning. She had been missing for 48 hours and was last seen leaving a party. She had been raped and strangled to death with a cord. Derusso was not a suspect in the murder, but DNA would later tie him to the crime. He later confessed to Habersham's killing after he was arrested. In 1999, Jeruso raped and killed 24-year-old Tyresa Mack, in her apartment. Witnesses saw him leave her place carrying a television. In 2001, he was arrested for raping a young woman in Jacksonville. He spent 30 days in jail and received two years probation. On December 19, 2002, 18-year-old Nicole L. Williams' body was found wrapped in a blue blanket at the bottom of a ditch in Jacksonville. She had been reported missing two days earlier. On January 1st, 2023, family members of 19-year-old Nakia Kilpatrick went to check on her. They had not had any news from her for several days. They found her body in the bedroom of her apartment. She had been raped, then killed by strangulation with a cord two days before. Her two sons, an 11-year-old and a 2-year-old, were alive, but malnourished. <clears throat> the report said they were malnourished. I don't know if they meant they had Nate in two days because their mother was deceased or if um, they were, I'm not making any allegations, but if they were neglected prior to her death, I'm assuming what they meant was that the ch- in the report is that the children had ate since her mother was killed. <clears throat> Kilpatrick was approximately six months pregnant at the time of her death. Eight days later, 20-year-old nurse assistant, Shawanda Denise McAllister, who was also pregnant at the time of her death, was raped and strangled in her Jacksonville apartment. <clears throat> the murder scene was almost identical to the Kilpatrick murder scene. She was killed on Jerusso's first day of driving a cab for Gator City Taxi. Her body was found the following day. The next two victims were 17-year-old Giovanna Jefferson and 19-year-old Sarita Cohen. Their bodies were found close to each other in a ditch next to a construction site on New Kings Road in Jacksonville on February 5th. Sorry, y'all, I got a tickle in my throat and I'm trying not to cough. Police estimated that Jackson was murdered around January 20th and Cohen was killed 10 days later. Witnesses witnesses recount having seen the two last victims with a taxi driver fitting Paul DeRusso's description on the night they disappeared. I'm not sure if these two were friends or not. The but way but, but the way the report went and the way um, witnesses accounts have gone. It sounded like they were in the same taxi the same at the same time. I'm not sure if that's correct or not. <clears throat> but I'm wondering if um, they were together. And Giovanna was killed on January 20th. But Cohen wasn't killed until 10 d- days later. Did he keep her? Was he raping and torturing her during that time? Before he killed her, <clears throat> they may have just taken taxis the same day or around the same day as one another, and were not together. I hate when reports and eyewitness accounts aren't what I consider to be thorough, and you have to guess, but I thought this was um, a Pretty good topic to do an episode of, so I chose to do it anyway. Anyway, DeRusso was arrested and charged with five counts of murder on June seventeenth, two 2003. On December 13, 2007, he was sentenced to death by lethal injection for the murder of Tyresa Mack. As of August 18, 2013, he was still a resident on Florida's death row at Union Correctional Institution. In January 2017, DeRusso's death sentence was overturned by the Florida Supreme Court. The jury that sentenced Druso was split 10 to 2, and the High Court. Declared a split decision unconstitutional, and capital sentencing. He was resentenced to life in prison, without parole, on December tenth, two thousand and twenty-one, after a jury split ten to two, in favor of another death sentence. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode.